like a fetish club for your ears. Grab a hot drink and turn down the lights. Coming across the airwaves and into bedrooms everywhere, BDSM United is bringing you non-violent, consensual, kink education. This isn't for the kiddos or for the cookie-cutter conservative vanilla prunes. We'll be talking bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, sadomasochism, and more today on this BDSM United podcast. Primal Piggy here with another episode of BDSM United, and I promise that the title of today today's podcast is more than just clickbait, uh, although it certainly made you look, and for some of you it brought a sense of dread, uh, there's probably a little bit of delight. Um, I'll uh, say this, that I am not a Satanist myself. I do have a degree, a university degree in theology. Uh, Most of my emphasis of that was in biblical theology, though I'm also not a Christian either. Uh, We just, you know, we live, uh, life takes us on a journey, and we, uh, you know, we just kind of go with the flow along the way and just kind of, uh, uh, you know, just kind of live our life. And uh, life took me through a season of Christianity and brought me into a season of non-Christianity and a season of polyamory and uh, and BDSM. And uh, just, you know, I'm not going back to where I was. I'm just kind of looking forward in the future to where I'm going. And uh, so I have that university degree in theology, so it's still somewhat of an interest. And, and I still like to find ways to utilize it. And uh, this is one of those ways where, uh, you know, today's podcast, you know, is um, BDSM is satanic. And uh, uh, hopefully you'll hear by the tone of my voice that uh, this isn't a negative podcast. This isn't polemic. I'm not trying to force anything down anyone's throat. I'm just... uh, uh, looking at a system of theology, and then I'm comparing BDSM to it, and I really found that it has more uh, it has more in common with Satanism than it does with uh, a lot of other things. And so, um, anytime I crack open my little paperback copy of the Satanic Bible, I like to flip past the preface and get to the part. Uh, uh, well, get to part five of a section titled The Book of Satan. Uh, There's a section Anton LaVey borrowed from Arthur Desmond's 1896 work, Might is Right. And it reminds me of my time studying covenant theology at university. Um, It's a series of blessings and curses that's classic of all of the different types of covenant theologies, especially the ones we find in Judeo-Christian writings. Um, and uh, BDSM, it has a covenant theology of its own. Uh, typically, it's either found in a contract or in a collar. Those are two types of covenants that uh, are made between a dominant and a submissive. And, you know, there's blessings to be found for obedience to the dominant and curses for subordination. Um, the, there are uh, definitely benefits to the relationship, and then there can also be punishments for breaking rules and such. And BDSM's covenant theology looks 
a lot more like the Satanic Bible's version rather than anything biblical that you'd find in a holy book or in another different type of religion. And uh, I'm not going to go through the curses because there's generally, you know, blessed are this and then cursed is that. I don't want to really take the negative. So let's just go through the positives, just through the blessings and, and compare the blessings of BDSM to the blessings of Satanism. (laughs) <laughs> Blessed are the strong, for they take possession. We definitely do take possession in BDSM. Uh, we take people as our possessions. <laughs> Blessed are the powerful, for they shall be respected. We definitely respect those in our local community, those dominants and masters. And uh, definitely they earn our respect and they deserve it. Blessed are the bold, for they shall attain mastery. Blessed are the victorious, for they shall have rights. Blessed are the battle-blooded, their rewards are beautiful. Blessed are the audacious, they are truly wise. Blessed are the iron-handed, the unruly shall flee from them. Blessed are the death-defiant, they shall truly live. Blessed are the destroyers of false hope, they are truly anointed. Blessed are the valiant, they obtain great treasure. Blessed are those who are skeptical. Nothing shall terrorize their minds. Blessed are those with enemies. They shall. They are called heroes. Blessed are those who are swift to serve a friend. Blessed are the wise and brave. Blessed are the sires of noble maidens. Blessed are the mighty-minded. And blessed are the unmerciful. They know what they want and get it. Those are just some of the blessings from the book of Satan uh, in the Satanic Bible, which was um, edited and brought together by Anton LaVey. And while no dom will likely live up to such an ideal picture of leadership, both in our relationship dynamics or within our local communities, within BDSM, we really do strive to be the kinds of leaders that really the early church of Satan set as its standard. Our covenants are typically uh, just as regal as theirs. If you've ever read a BDSM contract or uh, like a a master-slave contract, there's a lot of of pomp in there. And uh, uh, just like this, you know, and we, you know, in our everyday day-to-day lives, we, we, you know, even though we strive to be, these types of things, uh, we oftentimes don't always live up to it. But, you know, we, it's really a standard, and, a, and we typically rise to a standard. Uh, our covenants are typically just as regal as theirs. A dominant partner has a lot to live up to in providing for the well-being of their submissive. Uh, these are all things both sides of the slash want to see in the leadership of their relationship. Okay. Well, let's switch gears a little here. And while not found in my little satanic uh, Bible paperback, Anton LaVey's 1987 work, The Nine Satanic Sins, are really also applicable as things we don't like to see within our BDSM culture. So taking it a little negative here. Anyone who loves this lifestyle and has been involved in BDSM for a while has seen some of these satanic sins and probably despised them too. Topping the list is stupidity. 
And we're not talking about ignorance. I mean, we, we easily deal with that through education. And uh, in BDSM, it's people who read stuff from mostly vanilla sources on the Internet, and they simply believe what they've been told. Or they've seen something like Fifty Shades, or, or, or they believe porn to be anything more than just entertainment. Uh, both have cultivated stupidity. And like Satanists, those who practice BDSM need to see through the tricks and the half-truths and see what's real from fantasy. Uh, pretentiousness is the second satanic sin. We see this in BDSM through people giving themselves titles before they have the ability to live up to them. I did a whole previous podcast on this called Those 18-Year-Old Masters. <laughs> Empty posturing without the goods leads to disappointed partners at best, and often it leads to breaches of safety. Um, oftentimes, the people that give themselves big titles but don't have the goods to really live up to it are oftentimes, you know, uh, they're lacking in, in, in the safety things, and they're actually risky people. Uh, solopsism and uh, is the third satanic sin, and uh, sol <laughs> solopsism is the philosophy of self-centeredness, or everything being a fantasy in your mind. Now, usually, this philosophy causes people to slip in the the into the illusion that everyone is just like they are. In BDSM culture, we often see people who are far more fantasy than reality, and. <laughs> Sin number four is self-deceit. Uh, we see this one a lot more in newer generations of BDSM. Those who've abandoned the traditional meanings of words and often fail to make logical statements. Uh, we see this in the I can be everything as long as I identify and believe that I am mentality. Now, we're not talking about uh, someone being uh, having a certain sexuality or a certain gender identity uh, that uh, that is a departure from what they were assigned to at birth. We're talking about people deciding that they can be both a dominant and a submissive in the same relationship, or they can be, uh, you know, they can be a, a, a masochist and a and uh, a mistress and, uh, you know, just kind of just putting it all together to make this big fantasiful fantasy type thing. And uh, uh, typically a switch, which is a very valid thing, is somebody who is a dominant in one relationship and a submissive in another relationship. And that can run parallel with two relationships or it can be a dominant in this relationship. And then when this relationship ends in my next relationship, I'm a submissive. And that would be somebody who's a switch. But somebody, it fun just functionally does not work to be a switch within the same relationship unless you're just doing role play and you're switching from scene to scene. And then that's not really a real thing. That's just role play. And so that is self-deceitful absurdity. Uh, logically, one is not typically a thing and the opposite of a thing at the same time. Five is herd conformity. Uh, within Satanism, similar to BDSM, it's all right to conform to a person's wishes if it ultimately benefits you. As LeVay stated, the key is to choose a master wisely instead of being enslaved by the whims of the many. As traditionalists, we often take the path that isn't really popular. 
<laughs> it's because we find wisdom in what the old guard built. Personally, I like things that work well. In traditional BDSM, it just really works well. And uh, oftentimes that's what old guard was built on. People doing what worked for them and really what worked well stood the test of time. Uh, satanic sim, sin number six is lack of perspective. We see this in newer generations of BDSM who don't seem to see how all the structure fits together. LaVey stressed, too, the always keep the wider historical and social picture in mind. See the patterns and fit things together as you want the pieces to fall into place. There are a lot of different pieces that make up BDSM. The bondage, the discipline, the sadism, the masochism. And many people don't realize that the discipline is the glue that holds it all together. It's all the structure and the protocols that create and dictate our power exchanges. And without it, we just have kinky play. Now, seven is the forgetfulness of past orthodoxies. As a traditionalist, this is one of the key sins we see in BDSM culture. LaVey says to be aware that this is one of the keys to brainwashing people into accepting something new and different, when in reality it's something that was once widely accepted and is now presented in a new package. We're expected to rave about the genius of the creator and forget the original. And these words, they really, they ring so true in BDSM. We often fail, newer generations often fail to see that we've been doing this a while. We've been doing this a long time. Uh, they've been doing BDSM for around 80 years now. And uh, while everything isn't uniform, there are, th you know, nothing really is new under the sun. Eight is the satanic sin of counterproductive pride. We often see this in our culture when people dig in their heels about something they're wrong about, something that really isn't even working well for them. They paint themselves into a corner and refuse to simply acknowledge they made a mistake. Instead, we get name-calling and flexing their years of experience. Now, the last satanic sin is lack of aesthetics. This is often seen in our culture by those who prefer kinky play over the beauty, the sacredness, and the art of power exchange. Oftentimes, we would rather play temporary roles rather than truly develop something tangible and lasting. BDSM is not part of a consumer society where kinks are dispensed like vending machines. And while we all enjoy kinks, there's truly something more aesthetically available to us within BDSM. And, you know, uh, with this podcast and in our educational group and on our, our different Facebook pages, really, we really hope we'll, people will find it. Speaking of that, you can find us. Uh, my name is Primal Piggy. You can find me on Facebook at The Primal Piggy, all one word. You can also find me as an admin on Whips, Chains, and Duct Tape. You can find that Facebook page at WCDT BDSM. And while you're at that page, uh, be sure to apply to become part of our private Facebook group. BDSM education group with about 1,200 other people uh, all get together to learn in a private safe space about BDSM. Also, you can find more resources 
at our website, www.bdsmunited.com. Now, not long before his death, Anton LaVey wrote, the difference between the man or woman who's a practicing Satanist from an identity Satanist is that the practicing Satanist looks at the picture while the identity Satanist studies the frame. Uh, our hope as, uh, as those who are part of the lifestyle of traditional BDSM is that our culture finds its identity not just looking at the picture of kinky play. I've been Primal Piggy. I, I, I have a university degree in theology. I'm not really very religious, uh, and I'm not a Satanist, but often my submissive wonders if I am the devil incarnate. <laughs> and for good reason, too, as a Satanist, I can do some truly evil pleasurable things to her. All right. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Uh, be sure to check our other podcasts in the archive and uh, check out our summer BDSM summer school series. Uh, we're still in the middle of that. This is a little departure from it, but be sure to check out that series where we are examining the four letters of the BDSM acronym. It's a really in-depth look and it's going on right now. All right. Have a good evening or afternoon, depending where you're listening. <laughs>